0: Hello and welcome to the Huddersfield Town Preview Show in association with Sports Broker. I am pleased to be joined by Huddersfield Town striker Fraser Campbell and the examiner Stephen Chicken. How are you two both doing? Good, thanks. Yeah, Good, thank you. Cheers. Excellent. It works this time, just to let you behind the curtain, the uh, Wi-Fi failed the first time, so that's my second time we're trying that, but we'll uh, we'll crack on, that's a, a good sign. Um <laughs> Fraser uh, thank you very much for taking the, the, the time uh, on your uh, off day this week how's uh, how's the international break been for you guys training here as um, Carlos been putting you guys through your paces
1: yeah um, you know there might be no games but you know the focus is still there with the manager as ever um, but you know it's, it's stood us in good stead we've um, we started the season pretty well um, you know we've still got areas we can improve on which is you know, a good sign when you're doing so well, you know, we're high up in the table and whatnot. So it's, yeah, we've been working like dogs the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, some of the lads get back from international duty, like I saw, but Thomas, who's in my home, made his international um, debut, which is brilliant for him. You know, all the lads would delight to, just to see him again. Um, so, yeah, we've had a chance to refresh really and, and we'll go again on Saturday.
0: Yeah, we've, we've had a few lads out. Scott Hyde's been with the under-21s, Levi was obviously called up but had to withdraw with with injury and then a couple of the younger boys as well. Is that sort of a sign of how well we're doing that, you know, lads from Muddersfield are being called up for their countries?
1: Yeah, definitely. And if, you, if your team's doing well, people start to um, take notes. So the likes of you saw, but obviously Scott Hyde have got them international call-ups um, through the hard work that they've, they've put in at the start of the season.
0: Yeah, Danel nelsonani as well for Luxembourg, let's not forget. Yeah. Um, Stephen, is that sort of, when you have players starting for Wales and for playing for the Scottish under-21s and, and Luxembourg against Portugal and, and Serbia and things, is that a good place for your club to be? Because, you know, following the club the, the last few years, I, I can't remember an international break where it's been this busy with, with town players out on duty. Um,
2: yeah. Not, <clears throat> yeah, in the Championship, certainly. You know, obviously we had... Fair few internationals in, in the Premier League years and, and players that, you know, that stuck around from that period um, w- would go out on international duty. But, um, you know, I, th- I think especially when you've got, you know, a player that's come through the academy uh, like Scott High for him to get that international recognition. That's obviously a great sign for the club and for Sober as well. I mean, it's it's been talked about a lot, but... You know, it, it does bear repeating that you know, ten months ago, he was nine months ago, even nine and a half. He was playing non-league football, and now he's representing his country, and he's you know, he's got two two full caps under his belt, which you know is is uh speaks well to to the club's recruitment, which you know, I know has has had a lot of stick over the past few years, but there's been some excellent signings in there as well, and and I think Sauber Thomas is. You know, looking especially shrewd at the moment. You know, I think everyone will be looking around and wondering why. You know, everyone else in the championship would be thinking, "How did? How did we let this lad slip under the radar?"
0: Yeah. Um, just while we're on international football, Fraser, your England cap and in an interesting day for you. There's a story behind that. I'm sure you've told it before, but can you just go through <laughs> it again with us because it's a it's a great story.
1: Uh, well, long story short. <laughs> <laughs> My eldest um, was born on the same day I made my international debut. So, yeah, one one cap wonder, and this <laughs> so it was uh, it was a great day for me, football wise, and you know family wise as well.
0: Wasn't the birth almost a, an identical time as you coming on yeah.
1: the day? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, my wife tells me that she was coming. Um, I was I was coming on the pitch. Uh, she was born, so it was like five, ten minutes in between. So it was yeah. Yeah, That's, it was
0: it's, not I a bad sh- day.
1: Yeah, not a bad day, yeah. <laughs> I had, I don't and the worst thing about it is I don't remember any of it. Like I <laughs> stressed out whether to fly up to Newcastle to to be at the berth or stay down there and get my chance to play for England. So it was yeah, it was awful, to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing it up, then. Um, yeah, if we, if we look forward to the, to the weekend, while we're talking about your old clubs and things, we've got Hull City this weekend, yes. uh, who you know an awful lot about. When we were discussing it for the programme, you were saying that um, when you first were there on loan, they loved you, and then you left. And yeah. you went elsewhere on loan, and they weren't your biggest fan. And then you went back again, and <laughs> they, they loved you again. So it's been a bit yeah. of an up and down uh, journey for you and Hull.
1: Yeah, it's been a love hit um, relationship, but you know, it's it's all good at the minute. Um, I think anyway, we'll, we'll find <laughs> on, on Saturday.
0: <laughs> do you um do you look forward to playing old teams? Then is that one of them? I mean, I imagine the teams changed a little bit since you were there and what have you. But you know, with yeah. with backroom staff and all that sort. Of- Lot of stuff it's and, and fans especially. It must be nice to sort of have that sense of recognition.
1: Yeah, it always adds that, like I said, sense of recognition. Um, It's a bit of an occasion as well. You know, we always want to play in professional footballs. when to play in games that have got something on it, a bit of meaning, whether it be a cup final or a previous club. It just gives you that added incentive to do well. Um So yeah, it'll be it'll be good to you know play against them on on Saturday. And but obviously, I'll be wanting to my team to, to win at the end of it regardless of you know my feelings towards my uh, whole city
0: Yeah exactly Stephen um, could you give us a bit of insight on, on what we've got to expect coming from Holland because they've they've had a bit of an up and down season themselves
2: so far with, with Grant McCann in charge Yeah I mean they were coming in a, in a difficult position they, they obviously had an excellent season last year uh, to get themselves back up into the division Um and they had that big win on the opening day. Uh, you know, they, they got that 4-1 win um, over away to Preston, uh, which was quite eye-catching. And unfortunately, you know, they had to wait until just before the international break to get their, their second win of the season. Um, so it's been a struggle, but I think they would have expected it to be a struggle. They, they've got quite a small budget, they're under a transfer embargo uh, and and they've come up, you know, come up with divisions. So it was always going to be a tough season for them. I think probably the the thing that has maybe surprised a few people is that they have sort of struggled in attack because they scored plenty of goals last season and we know they've got good attacking players like Malik uh, Malik Wilks and uh, Keen Lewis-Potter who, you know, can be a big threat on their day and and Lewis-Potter in particular has been, really good this season has continued his form but Malik Wilkes maybe hasn't you know found the net as, as often as as people would have expected and it gives, gives them an obvious thing to work on because their defensive record is you know pretty so-so with the rest of the division there's an awful lot of teams um town included that have conceded sort of you know 14-15 goals this season right from the bottom three all the way up to the top six so um, but it's in front of goal they're struggling, so yeah, it's uh, you can never be sure when, of course, when they've just had it come off the back of a win and they've had two weeks on the training ground to to work towards this game. Um, it, it could be a, a tricky one,
0: yeah. Fraser, I, I think I know the answer to this question already, and um, without giving any tactical advice away or anything like that, but how's Carlos been preparing for this one? Is he even though that Hull haven't been on the greatest run, you'll have been taking this as seriously as possible, won't you, and, and sort of will have prepared and, and looked into them as deeply as you do anyone else.
1: Yeah, it's just another game. It's just another week. Um, regardless of how the opposition are playing, um, the form or whatnot, it's, it's always the same um, procedure that will go through, you know, the, the, the run over how they play, what formations they've played in the last five, six games, um, what they've had joining in them games, what they've not been happy about defending in them sorts of games so it's it'll be the same um approach as we do turn game and you know there's no there's no easy games in this league at all um, so you've got to be prepared as if you know you'll go up against the top of the league every week because you see it week in week out that the results are just raffling you know teams that you think oh they'll beat them this week and get beat 3-0 and then the week after they're getting beat Three or four nil themselves, so it's 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 really up and down um, the league. So you can't afford to be complacent in in against any team. You've got to go prepared to to be in a battle, and um, you know no one's going to roll over easily.
0: Yeah, Stephen, I think we saw that in that Nottingham Forest game because they did come to the John Smiths not having won a game all season. Obviously, we caught them on a bad week for us because they they just changed their manager which is you know sod's law so completely different formation completely different setup and and sort of um even though we we dominated the game they they did what they needed to 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 win that
2: yeah from 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 what i've sort of understood about hull city they've not been they've not been a million miles off um you know it's it's not like they've been going and getting trounced every week it's just it, it's a lot of sort of fine margins have gone against them um they've had a few nil nils a few sort of one nils and uh and it's it feels like it's more sort of fine-tuning rather than sort of major surgery for them um and as i say it's it's a and as fraser sort of alluded to this division this year is is especially tight especially compact and you know, it's it's a cliche in the Championship to say it, but, um, you know, anyone can beat anyone on their week. I don't think there's, there's sort of a side in this division who you'd look at and say they are especially poor this season. So, um, yeah, you do have to be on your toes, really.
0: Yeah, Fraser, we've got a, a lot of games coming up to pack into the next month between this international break and the next one. And there's a few long trips in there as well with, with Bournemouth and Cardiff coming up, another one of your... Uh, former clubs is it important for us to to try and get a, a right result on the weekend not just for the points on the board but build some momentum heading into these games that are coming quick and fast because it's after this one it's Birmingham Tuesday night and, and Wednesday night sorry and then you know another game Saturday
1: yeah in an ideal world you know you've got a lot of games um, in a short period of time that you want to start off uh, really well you know uh, whether that be a win or at least a good performance. So, you know, you can take that momentum into the other games and and you can be trying to be consistent throughout this next period of games. Because if you can be the teams that are most consistent this year or or this season, sorry, will always end up um, at the top of the table, you know, or or thereabouts. So consistency is key. Hopefully we can start off well. we hopefully that'd be a win, but if not uh, playing well and just not getting beat and, like I said, take that into the next game on on Wednesday, I think it is, and then the the, yeah. the game after that. Because like I said, you start snowballing, and if you there's a feel good factor around the place, which there already is to be fair, but with an extra win, and if you win two games back to back in three days, then you think, oh, you know, what I mean? It, it takes you into to the third one, then fourth one, whatever. So it's um, yeah, it's important that we start well, whether it be points yeah. or a, a good performance.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's interesting that you bring up that feel-good factor because you know, when we when we were talking the other day and when we've spoken to anyone in the squad, you know, you lads are falling over yourselves to praise each other and say how much you're enjoying coming into work each day, which given how hard you train saying something and you know, even during the international <laughs> break use that were still here, spent a lot of time with each other, you know, did some team bonding stuff and what have you. Is that really nice for you to be involved with? Because, as you were saying, this is, what, your 17th or 18th season now. So, (laughs) you know, how highly does this sort of squad ranking in all the teams that you've been involved
1: with? Well, throughout my career, like I said, it's been quite a long career. Um, (laughs) All the teams that have have done the best on the pitch have been the ones that have been um, more together off the pitch, whether that be going out, for food or whatnot, going around to each other's house. You know, if you're becoming friends off the pitch, it makes it easier, you know, if to tell your teammates sometimes we've done something wrong just to tell them without it being personal because you you they know that your mate's outside so it's not going to... And I think that, you know, it gets your points on the table each season that, you know, um, togetherness, um, the team spirit whatnot. It's um, something that can, you might not think, uh, does much, but, you know, it, it, like I said, it can get you extra points on the tail because you're willing to dig that extra bit, of, uh, extra deeper there uh, for for your teammate, for your friends, or whatever.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's nice to hear for for us because we we obviously pick up on it at the training ground. We see you lads together each day, but I think for for fans getting that insight, it it feeds back into how they relate with the team and and their support for them because I think that's it's an encouraging sign when everybody's getting on. Um, Stephen it was picking up on something Fraser said before about how you know this is another block of games do you think that's a, a sensible way to go about analyzing how the championship season works because there are so many games to play if we just lump them together and go this is another set of six or seven games before november and what have it, what have you almost breaking that down into little digestible sections
2: i think you'd almost have to look at it that way yeah i mean Carlos has talked before about periodising certain players for certain games and, um, you know, particularly when you're coming back from an international break and some players have been in, some players have been out, you do need to to manage your squad and particularly when you've got, you know, midweek games coming up uh, as we, you know, we've got a couple of midweek games over the next few weeks um to contend with. So I think it's almost sort of, between now and the next international break, it's almost two lots of three games, isn't it? You know, you've got um, where you've got a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, and then a week off, and then a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Um, we always sort of, when we're looking at it ourselves and sort of try to come to conclusions and analyse the team, we always sort of break it down into groups of three um, and say that, you know, well, last season, we would have said four points from every three games um was a good target. We maybe sort of bumped that up a bit now, but um <laughs> but no, i think I think that, that in the championship, that's sort of you know that's sort of your baseline that that you work from. and if you get that out of any sort of group of three games, you can't really complain too hard, to be honest. Does that feed into how you guys look at it as well, um, in terms of
1: um, breaking it like, in, like just a little bits, like you said yeah but it might have different um, d- depending on who we're playing obviously you might have different points uh, targets and stuff like that so in, in general you might say four points is is uh, enough for a three game period but you know you, if you're playing three teams in and around you you might you might say six or even seven do you know what I mean so it's yeah. But it is like, like, um, like we said, um, four points is a uh, decent amount, um, depending on, again, wherever you're playing.
0: Yeah. Um, one point that I wanted to, to pick up on you, own Fraser, <laughs> is something we spoke about when we were uh, discussing the, the programme, because I think it's something that dawned on us both at the same time we were having a chat. Is when you're first at Hull, the first time around, you were playing with, with Dean Windass. He was, you know, a hometown boy who'd gone back later in his career, a little bit later than than you are here, because I think he was on the verge of forty when he was there, rather than yeah. in his early right. thirties. But you've had that same sort of career trajectory coming back to Huddersfield as a as an older guy, and I think that that's something that you'd sort of realised at the same time. Is that is that almost nice for you, weirdly, having seen Dean do that sort of thing there and then doing a similar sort of trick at Huddersfield?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it, it makes you understand some of the um, things that he would have been feeling and going through. Um, like for me, I, I can't imagine what it would feel like to to help the team get to Wembley this season and end up scoring an absolute rocket from the edge of the box. Put <laughs> a still time back into Premier League. So it was not only like it was the first time ever. So it's, um, yeah, it's hard to, to try, quite understand it, but I understand it a little bit better now. I'm in a similar um, kind of position, and like I said to you before, you know, it was an amazing achievement for him and, and the club. Um, but yeah, that'd be you know, if we could copy that, that'd be fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Touchwood touch will uh, will give it the best go. Sure,
2: um,
0: Stephen, have you got any questions for further at all before we wrap it up?
2: Yeah, I mean just wondering about sort of this stage of your career obviously you sort of uh, you've been you're in a very specific role now i think you have a certain role to play in the team and i was just wondering sort of how you know how you adapt to that is that something you're sort of conscious of um over the past couple of seasons that you moved into maybe more of a uh, you know a front pressing a defensive number 9 is that something you've always sort of enjoyed doing is that a new thing for you
1: um, I've always been enthusiastic um, from being young. So, for me, I could never be um, a type of player that just sits back and the game goes by him, and then pick, pops up, and gets a tap in and thinks, "Yeah, I've enjoyed myself today." I've got to be in the in the thick of it. You know, I've got to be winning tackles. I've got to be shouting at the ref. <laughs> I've got to be doing um, whatever. But I've got to be on the move, and I've got to feel. High octane, otherwise I can't. um, I I don't enjoy it as much. So it's, I like. So yeah. So that role for me, where you know I'm I'm getting more involved in the build up um, with the team and stuff like that, and pressing as from the front or whatever, is is you know, it's perfect for me. And as long as my legs keep going, I'll keep doing it. Perfect.
0: Perfect. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up there, boys. So thank you very much for uh, your time this afternoon. Um, and to our, our fans, just a, a quick word. If you haven't seen our, our special that we did in the international break with Carlos Carbohan, we sat down with the head coach for, for 45 minutes and discussed his um, football and philosophy and his views on the game and things like that with him uh, for a good amount of time. So that's well worth a watch back if you haven't already. And also, there are still tickets available for, for this Saturday's game against Hull City. Uh, so come down to John Smith Stadium if you please. The Worthington Walkers, who are raising money for charity, will be doing a lap of honour as well at 20-3 to, to three, uh, before the game. So, get in the ground early, get your pie in your pint early and uh, get in your seats and, and give them a clap round as well because that's a, a, a big, big old walk they'll be doing since half two, three in the morning uh, nice. to walk from Leeds to Halifax yeah. to Huddersfield. So, it's... Uh, It's a mad one for them to to have done. So, um, yeah, please, please do come down early and and give them a a hand as well if you can. Nice. Perfect. All right. And thank you to uh, Broker as well. And we'll speak to you soon.